In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world we'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home this is military mom talk radio and here are your hosts sandra beck and robin boyd Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here today with Robin Boyd. And Robin, we've got a great show today. We sure do. We do. We're going to talk about social media. We're going to welcome uh, Michael Russer of the Outrageous Movement. And I know you guys are going to enjoy that segment because you're going to laugh. And we love to laugh. And then uh, there you go, Robin, perfectly on cue. You would think we would be in the same booth, but we're not. We're actually. What, I think it would 3, be 000? dangerous. That would be dangerous. We'd be dangerous if we were in the same booth together. Holy cow! <laughs> oh, and then we're going to bring on uh, Christopher Kearney. He's the director of public relations and marketing at MilitaryVetJobs.com. We know that jobs are on the minds of everybody right now, and he's going to talk to us, uh, you know, about some of the uh, ins and outs of qualified candidates and the military. MilitaryVetJobs.com site is free to all members of the military in every branch of the service, so you're not going to want to miss that. And then we're going to welcome on Nancy Kennedy, and she wrote a book called Miracles and Moments of Grace, Inspiring Stories from Military Chaplains. And Rob, what are the odds that in one calendar year we have featured stories from two military chaplains? I know. And uh, interestingly enough, I just spoke with someone who was a military um, chaplain. He goes to our church and he and uh, someone else were actually asking about the show. So we may make it three instead of that two. That would be if, so great because we had Heaven in the Midst of Hell, that wonderful yes. photography book by the Quaker chaplain. I can't think of yes. her name right now. <laughs> She's going to kill me. You can have her on the show and I, then forget her name. I, I know. But it was a beautiful I, I, book, Heaven in the Midst of Hell. And so yeah. it's just going to be so much fun because these military chaplains, man, they go out there unarmed. And I, I just, that's faith, you know, to go in a war zone completely unarmed to take care of people. That's faith. It's faith, but it's also uh, d- difficult to think um, of where they stand in that they, here they are on a front line sometimes. In fact, I had a conversation with somebody today who's a Korean vet, and he said one of the first stops he made when he got sent out was right to the chaplain's tent because here he was saying, this goes against my Christian belief. How can I be out here? How can I do this? And it was it was very difficult for him to get into the mindset of his job 
job as a soldier. Um, so that is talk reconciliation about, of faith and and the job that they need to do. Yeah, and and for every for these chaplains to have the right answer is it, it, it's just amazing that they have this um, the the grace of of the the wisdom that they have because um, I can't imagine how, how t- turmoil every day they're facing those kinds of turmoils and the and the uh, difficulties that they hear every single day so I'm very anxious to hear what Nancy's um, compilation has. Me too, me too, because I think like how hard it is just to be a parent and answer questions about God from my kids. And, you know, I'm an unskilled nobody in the church, but, you know, to handle these life and death questions and these theological questions and how to help a a soldier, an airman or a Marine, you know, make peace with their faith beliefs and then the job they need to do. I just think that the chaplains, you know, they're like the unsung heroes of the war because they provide such a great service. And, you know, that mental game is so tough. And if you're struggling, you know, with that mental game and you're over there fighting, you know, these chaplains literally keep people alive. I think I guess they keep more people alive, but yeah. They tie everybody together because I'm sure they have to listen to confessions. They have to listen to their, the dilemmas of various faiths. And in fact, the woman that we had, she herself had to minister to so many different faiths. So not only do they have to know their own faith, but they have to have an appreciation for every other faith because they're there representing every clergy, clergyman, yeah. uh, not just their own. So very, very challenging it is. It is. Well, you know, and getting information out, uh, you know, when you talk about, you know, challenging to come up with answers, come up for information, but getting information out, especially on post, has become so much more fluid and so much faster, uh, you know, with the advent, uh, Rob, of these social networking groups. And, mm-hmm. you know, for those of you listening that aren't on Facebook, you know, I know our younger guys are all on Facebook, but some of our older servicemen and their families aren't on Facebook yet. They're not into the social media. Um, I got to tell you, there's a group out in Fort Sill, and I can't say Fort Sill Army Wives without smiling because I have made <laughs> so many friends in that social network. They're so welcoming. And you know, here I am originally from Buffalo calling you from Los Angeles saying, hey, can I be part of your group? Because, you know, I get such great ideas for shows and people come on, you know, MedTech, I think came, came through that social network. But this is a a very, very active social group run by some really, really great ladies. And I just am never at a loss for stuff going on there. It's, you know, whether people are sharing information about childcare or toothpaste or, you know, what vision center, what doctor's best in the vision center, you know, something that's going on on base. It's just so much fun. And what I love is when new members come in, you know, one lady's recently, you know, got her deployment papers and her family's, uh, another family's moving, they're PCSing across the country. And mm-hmm. it was so cool to watch, you know, one of our clients who comes on Go Army Homes to get in there and answer some questions and, you know, this exchange of information. And it's so fast and it's so much fun. These women have a ball. I love them to death. So that's my big plug for Fort Sill Army Wives. <laughs> Yay! Well, the thing well, too. Go ahead, Rob. The, 
I was going to say the thing that's really nice, and I have to say I'm an older person. It took me a while to kind of get my head wrapped around the old social networking thing. I have to say with the Facebook group pages, it's wonderful that you can have a closed group that only the people that are invited can come in. It's wonderful that you can have a page that's really targeting just the particular topic that you have. It's wonderful that you almost have instantaneous responses you can have some of our girl scout forums for example we used to post a a question i need something for a meeting tonight well it might be the following tuesday before someone might get back on that forum and answer it now when you're in some of these facebook groups or these social medias you've got an answer sometimes within minutes let alone maybe less than the hour and i think isn't that um a fantastic resource for any industry you have to really look at how we're saving time being able to find tap somebody's brain who cares where they are it's someone who has a like mind and a like interest and you're sharing a whole bunch of cool stuff that's great well, we saw that in action with the Army cookbook that we're working on for Go Army Homes, and we put the mm-hmm. call out for recipes, for stories, and we got that pumpkin pie in a jar and apple pie in a jar. And um, I think the most fun everybody had was when we put um, – I put some post-ups that asked, like, you know, what's the most fun thing you put in your uh, spouse's, you know, care package overseas? I mean, we got some – of course, some answers that, you know, they had to delete, but, but <laughs> there were so many great ideas and what I loved about is when we put that post up people were like that's so cool I'm going to put that in the next care package you know that exchange of information instead of us trying to reinvent the wheel every time we send a care package or every time we do something you know from quilting to care packages to uh, just even birthday parties how to keep costs down there's so many so many great ideas flying back and forth in these social networking groups and you know Mm -hmm. to find it it's pretty easy just log into Facebook and then put in your base put in your location and see what groups come up that's it and that's it 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 couldn't be easier and it's such a it's such a wonderful way to find information find resources if you are moving into an area and you're trying to find out more information about it just start looking for people in that area it's it's a wonderful resource and stay away from the big monster groups. Like, you know, there's one army group on there I'm part of. It's like there's like 13,000 members or something like that. Yeah. A lot of times it's they're just too big. You know, I would say, you know, groups under 2,500 are the really fun ones to stick to because they're actually – you can actually get to know people. I know Fort Sill, Army Wives, I'm looking at it today, has 389 select members. Mm. I'm so happy to mm-hmm. be part of the group. Um, but it's really a lot of fun. Like that's the other thing. It's addictive. You know, we see who's going to what base we, you know, there were a bunch of moms the other day on one of the groups talking about like, which is the best base to live on and which is the worst. And it was cool to see like how people rated it. And, you know, cause I would think like Hawaii, you'd want to go to like Schofield barracks or something like that, you know, just to be able to live in Hawaii. But it was interesting to see, you know, they were talking about Fort Sill just having this great, great hometown feel and a good networking and you know some of the other bases for their proximity to the ocean or you know people Mm. in Okinawa liked uh uh, I forget starts with a k uh where everybody goes to down there but it was it's just really fun 
for if you're looking for schools, you're looking Tina. for uh, sports stuff. Where do I buy my kids' new sport soccer shoes or whatever? Those kinds of things. It's just so interesting to be able to share and network. And there again, it's so instant. It's right in front of you, and it's um, it's free. <laughs> Your stuff. When you're PCSing <laughs> to a new place and you want to unload some stuff or you're just moving there and you're looking for stuff, it's a great resource. It's absolutely a great resource. Well, Sandra, we have Michael Russer coming on the other side of the break. We're going to head off and have a couple of little commercials. And when we come back, we'll chat with Michael, who is an author, coach, speaker. Uh, he is telling us all how to live outrageously and helping us navigate through change, transition, and adjusting to a new normal. What better advice could we have than from Michael Russer? Be back. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrock. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Get ready for Officer Radio every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern only on Officer.com. It's powered by the worldwide resources of Officer.com and hosted by Editor-in-Chief of Officer.com and 30-year law enforcement veteran Frank Borelli. Officer.com is your source for the latest news, trends, and issues facing the law enforcement community, which change almost daily. New regulations, new things to know about that affect all in law enforcement. Join us each week as Officer Borelli and his guests examine, dissect, and discuss the issues facing our industry. Call in live and join the conversation to get your voice heard. For more law enforcement news and more about the show, go to Officer.com. You can even find us on Facebook and Twitter. Then join us live every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. Eastern, only on Officer.com. Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Help us out, put your name at the top of his list and a statue. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. 
Hey, military moms, we've got an extra special treat today that's going to make you smile, brighten your day, lift your spirits, all that kind of good stuff, which, Robin, we just love that, don't we? (laughs) Absolutely. We always need a lift, and boy, we sure do get it from our guests. We do. Our guest coming up right now is Michael Russer, and he is the brains, one of the brains, or one of the half-brain, I don't know how you call it, behind the outrageous (laughs) movement, uh, with Kimberly J. Or Kimberly Ludwig and Michael Russer, uh, you guys are crazy, and you guys are doing so many fun things that lift our spirits and help us to live our lives fully. Welcome, Michael. Well, Sandra, I have to say that's the first time I've ever been introduced as someone with half a brain. But thank you. <laughs> Well, you know, I bust people down in rank. I think there was like a commander on that I made a corporal. You know, it's all good. (laughs) I'm sure Kimberly will take great enjoyment out of that one. Oh, man. She'll say something like, oh, she knows you so well. (laughs) You're so brave to come on here live. Uh, hey, that's all right. I have as much fun as you two. I know I can tell you that right now. <laughs> so, Michael, let's have some outrageous updates. You guys uh, need to go to Facebook. You need to go to Outrageous Movement to see these videos, to see what's going on. You will not believe your eyes. Uh, and it's unfolding live as the show is going. So, Michael, bring us up to speed. Oh, boy. Well, let me give you first, everybody, a, 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 just, a, just a thumbnail of what Outrageous Movement is all about. Outrageous, it's facebook.com forward slash Outrageous Movement, and, uh, and it has nothing to do with dance or, uh, or anything else. But what it is about is, is really helping people live full out, authentically, hard open, and not letting fear stop them. So in terms of all the transition that's going on with everybody in the military, this is, this is a great place to be because I'm telling you right now, uh, especially with Kimberly's uh, input and her inspirational uh, notes and, and images that she puts up, it's a great place to go if you just want to just feel up about stuff. Now, um, how deep do you want me to get into this, this, this current Oprah's <laughs> Who stole Oprah's oh, book? A free Oprah's it. book, I should say, saga. How deep do you want me to get into that? You know what? Go for it. All right. Well, folks, the way it works is that uh, Kimberly and I always get into trouble, it seems, no matter where we go. And uh, we were going hiking the other day, been mountains behind Santa Barbara. And all of a sudden, just as we're getting to the trailhead, she, uh, she yells out, stop, stop, stop. I go, what's the matter? She says, there's a sign back there that says something about Oprah's book. So I back up, and sure enough, here's this sign on the side of the road pointing to a wall safe on the side of a road <laughs> that says Oprah's book. And we're looking at each other going, what? And then we look up in the trees looking for all the cameras that might be there because thinking it might be a reality TV show or whatever. Couldn't find any cameras. So... We do the next, you know, the next reasonable thing. We took the safe and the sign and figured out we're going to get into this safe and get to the bottom of this whole thing because this is weird. So uh, we started producing a series of videos uh, basically chronicling every step of the way that we were doing this. And if you go to Outrageous Movement on Facebook, and you go towards the bottom because the videos obviously go in order. So there's been, what, six, seven videos so far. This is just since Thursday. 
and you'll see the series of it going. Now, the whole idea here, Sandra and Robin, was that we thought this might be involved with Oprah. This might actually be one of Oprah's books. And so we actually created uh, a ransom note. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. We put a ransom note at the location with the original sign uh, that basically said, hey, if you, know, uh, if you want your safe back, we want a, we want a meeting with Oprah. And, and it was much more involved in that. You got to, we actually read the, the ransom note, which is in a form of a rhyme. And um, we go back the next day, and someone takes our ransom note. And and the signs. And we're thinking, what? So, you know, then we go, you know, we, we're starting to think, what is going on here? Well, then one of our fans found out that she, she told us, I know what's in the safe. And, in fact, I can tell you the combination of what that safe is. And we're about ready to hire someone to break the safe open. And because we're dying to find out. So then we're thinking, oh, my gosh, how could this be? Well, it turns out get this, there's a local writer here in Santa Barbara that is desperate to have Oprah look at her book. So her first attempt to do that was literally go up on a hiking trail, bury the book, yeah, now, and leave a shovel. Okay, I, I really don't know Oprah that well, but I, I suspect she's not the type to go up on a trail <laughs> and pick up a shovel and unbury a book just for the purpose of reading it. So... That didn't work out so well for this gal because someone stole her shovel. <laughs> she was all upset. She put out a full-page ad in, in the Montecito Journal. That's like a $1,000 ad, just a, a Dear Oprah ad. So then she shows the picture of the safe along the side of the road. So this is what's – this. her book's in there. So now we're writing another – well, I don't want to call it a ransom note, but let's just say – she might come to her own conclusions that Oprah might have, well, some of Oprah's people may have taken the safe, and that she may yet get her dream to, to meet and talk with Oprah. So that's kind of where it's at right now. And um, let's just say that uh, Kimberly and I are, we are always getting in trouble. And, um, uh, but we're having a ton of fun doing it. And, and uh, folks, you're really going to watch these, you want to watch these videos. They're very short. Anywhere from 45 seconds to five or six minutes, but it's uh, it'll show you the kind of how how we operate and how we turn just about anything we see into something outrageous uh, and making life very very rich. Now, Michael, let me ask you: Were you outrageous throughout your entire life? Is this something new? Are you coming back to your outrageousness? What's going on here? <laughs> Truly, I was well, just going to say the exact same thing. When did this, is this part of your second childhood, maybe? Well, <laughs> you didn't gee, do when on. you were a kid? No, I, no, I've always been a kid. And um, I, I think I've always had a, a very uh, childlike wonder of things. And I've always had a kind of an interesting sense of humor. And, I, and I've always been someone who... Well, I mean, someday I can tell you the story how I ended up being the biggest sugar daddy in, in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and made the front page headlines of the newspaper. But that's oh, we that's got four probably, minutes. Uh, well, no, no, it takes longer <laughs> than that. <laughs> so I've always had that kind of bent, and um, and the trouble is that with Kimberly and I, we egg each other on. So it's like it's like a mischievous mischievousness squared. And um, so, yeah, I mean, looked, we looked at each other, and here's the safe on the side of the road, and we said, hmm, what do we do? 
Oh, I know. Let's take it. <laughs> and we'll figure something out. So to answer your question, yeah, I've always had that kind of bet, but I will say that uh, in the last six to eight months, I've gotten a lot more um, uh, a lot more outrageous, and I love every minute of it. And Michael, why is that? Why did you go from? Because you have a, you know, you have a bunch of companies. You're a very successful yep. businessman. What happened? Well, I'm on different meds. I mean, it's wonderful. <laughs> it just it opened everything up. <laughs> oh. Oh. No, no, no. My no. question to you is: with this kind of spirit, with this kind of joy. What is the one thing that you can say to some of our listeners? We have some military uh, spouses out there who are probably very challenged with a lot of things. And what is your message to them to bring this kind of joy to their lives? What yeah, that's a really great question, question, Robin, because I actually wrote a blog post about something like this. Because when you're living in this kind of outrage, and, and by the way, what, folks, when we're talking about being outrageous, yes, you can have a lot of fun, but it's, it's not just that. It is really, truly living full out and um, being totally authentic and, and, and heart open and not letting fear stop you. So most people along the side of the road would just go, hmm, I wonder what that is. Maybe look around and they wouldn't do anything. Uh, was it a little scary? Yeah, especially when the car came around the bend, and I had, a, I, I had the most guilty look ever on my face as I shoved that darn thing in my trunk. But to answer your question, Robin, it's really about, first of all, um, being open to the huge possibilities of life. Don't shut down things to where everything's got to be put in its box, and therefore you're comfortable about placing everything in a particular, uh, um, its own little cubbyhole. Just assume that everything, every moment opens up enormous possibilities that you can't even imagine. We were just going hiking, and we see this, and we ran with it. And that's the other thing. Be ready to run with stuff that, that otherwise you might feel you know, a little uh, timid about doing so otherwise, and just do it. And um, you know, one of my, one of my uh, great, one, one of my favorite expressions is, um, it's always better to ask for forgiveness than for permission. And so <laughs> that's got me in trouble a few times, but it's also moved me forward uh, more often than not. And the, the thing is, is also surround yourself with people that have the same, um, have the same spirit about them, about this expansive, anything's possible. Because I'll tell you, now, Sandra, you, you've known me for a long time, and yes, I was kind of out there, but uh, once, uh, once Kimberly and I became uh, partners uh, in crime, so to speak, um, it truly did, uh, it doubled, it, it quadrupled for me and it quadrupled for her. We truly uh, are dangerous in the same room together. <laughs> you guys are. <laughs> Michael, you're always such a joy, and we want everybody to visit Outrageous Movement, the Outrageous Movement. If uh, you just put that in your search in, uh, search spot in Facebook, you will find it, and you will have joy. Thanks, Michael, so much for you're, being you're with us. You're more than welcome. Thank you. Always right, a have joy. Have a good one. Have an outrageous day, by the way. We will. <laughs> On the other side of the break, we have Christopher Kearney coming. He is from MilitaryVetJobs.com. It's comprised of a suite of services that helps companies nationwide connect with military veterans. We're looking forward to meeting him. And as always, we are glad you're with us today on Military Mom Talk Radio. Be back in a moment. <laughs> 
Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that you gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. It's time to capture the simple piece of the Amish in your own life. Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods-Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central. Each week, Suzanne will have conversations with guests about living a life that incorporates principles of the Amish without going Amish. She'll cover the practical, simplicity, slowing down, reducing clutter, putting the brakes on materialism, the historical, how have the Amish survived for 400 years, how can we hold on to what we hold dear, and the spiritual, treasuring important values, honoring the past, and increasing peace of mind. You don't have to become Amish to make personal peace a reality. Amish wisdom will help all of us live a simpler life. For more information, go to SuzanneWoodsFisher.com. With Amish wisdom, Suzanne offers us a glimpse into a world of peace, serenity, and total commitment to family and God. This show just might change the way you live your life. It's Amish wisdom with Suzanne Woods Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. There ain't no doubt I love this land. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, for those of you that missed our segment with Michael J. Russer and his outrageous movement on Facebook, you guys can check us out on iTunes. You can pick us up on TogiNet. You can also pick us up by our show site, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com, and listen to that segment because that's just, you know, when you think about living fully, Rob, I think that's something we learned with the downturn in this market. You know, we were all so fat and happy, you know, with the economy, and then it turned, and you know, you really got to choose your happiness, you know, nod to Lisa Kamen and her harvesting happiness stuff. But if you choose to make the best with what you have, you can have a rocking life wherever you're stationed, whatever you're doing. It really is a choice. And that's what I see with Michael, you know, successful entrepreneur, three companies under his belt, you know, 30 years experience, and then deciding to branch out and teach others how to live a rich, full life and have a whole lot of fun while we're doing it. That's just that's I got to endorse that one. How about you, Rob? Absolutely. And and I think it's just a reminder. And boy, don't we 
need those reminders that it doesn't take a lot. You don't have to have the 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 huge uh, bankroll to just sit and enjoy the people that you're with, the children that you have, uh, the the partner that you may have. That's where joy is, and that's what we should be appreciating. That's right, and your dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and dogs. dogs. And a couple of cats that won't leave me alone, but that's okay. <laughs> there you go. Well, we're going to welcome Chris Kearney. He's the Director of Public Relations and Marketing at MilitaryVetJobs.com, spelled just how it sounds, MilitaryVetJobs.com. This is such a cool company because it's a veteran-owned organization, and we know that there are so many special considerations that are uh, military families need and our veterans need so who better to handle it than somebody that has been there done that we find that those companies you know shameless plug for veteran owned companies they get it they understand we don't have to have a conversation about what if why however it just seems to flow and uh chris said in the chat that i can throw anything at him so what do you say rob should we give him some good ones (laughs) i think he's already braced for god knows what (laughs) Welcome, Chris. You are brave as well. Oh, good (laughs) afternoon. To the estrogen zone. (laughs) Oh, hello. Where are you calling from? I am calling you from beautiful, sunny New Jersey. Yay! Yay! (laughs) Another East Coaster. (laughs) Symphony, that's where my old Coldwell Banker headquarters was. Oh, very nice. We've got so, a little Chris, delay, I think, on the feed, so we'll we'll just plug on plug on ahead. So, Chris. Okay, sounds great. Okay, we're gonna have this is like an overseas call. <laughs> 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 what advice do you have for our uh, vets coming back, our active duty soldiers and airmen and Marines, with respect to getting a job in this market? The best advice I have for military all coming back now is don't give up. That is the number one thing. I came out of college, you know, right when the economy first crashed, and it's tough not having a job. You know, so when you come back from the military, you know, all these vets are like, okay, we're looking for jobs, we're looking for jobs. Just take your time and make sure that you are constantly, you know, keeping up with trends, you're checking you know, different places out on Facebook, you're using more than one resource, just that you're really going through and using every avenue that you have to help you find a job. So should you get your your superior officers, the people you served with, should you be collecting their emails, friending them on Facebook, uh, doing the, the, the social media thing before you leave, or should you, can you do that whenever? Honestly, I think you can do it whenever, but the sooner you get it, the better, because you never know when a job opportunity is going to present itself, whether it be with a friend, your superior, a family member. You know, there's always companies that are always looking to hire veterans, and at this point, with the way social media is, it's just that it's so easy to get right on there and get, you know, your advice or just to get your resume out there to so many people in such a small amount of time. Now, what do you say, Chris, when people put their their personal stuff up there? Like, what? where do you draw the line between personal and getting a job? 
That's a great question. I think that when it comes to your personal information, you should only put stuff on there that you wouldn't be ashamed to be out in the middle of public and have someone know about you. I think that, you know, you want to talk about the great successes you have, you go on a great date, something that won't come back to haunt you. If you go online and put pictures of you and your buddies drinking till 4 o'clock in the morning, you know, it starts to, you know, employers may look at that. And you don't want that to be the reason you don't get a job. Now, you guys, qualified candidates, can even sign up on your site using their Facebook login. So you're right there front and center with their Facebook posts. Yes, we definitely are. We added the Facebook widget as just another way for them to sign up, just so it's not so tedious for them to have to go online and fill out all the information and upload their resume every time they would like to apply for a job. All they have to do is just go online, you know, log in with Facebook, and then the resume is right there, their candidate profile, and then they can just apply for the job. See, that's really good. And I, you know, I have a lot of friends uh, that have Facebook pages and you go back years and there's stuff on there that employers may or may not want to see. So would you suggest they put together, like, I think they should put together a professional Facebook page and, and seed it with stuff that makes them look good because, you know, these military guys and gals have been around the block with this stuff, and there's a whole history on there that may or may not be reflective of you getting that job tomorrow. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. When I joined Facebook, I was in college, I was a sophomore, and Facebook was only for college students. So there are definitely some things on there that I don't need future employers seeing that I was doing when I was 20, 21 years old. So well, and you're an athlete too, right? You're on a bunch of softball teams. So if you blow a game and you play the hot corner, well, <laughs> we're not going to hire you because you're just not good enough to play in our company softball team. Right. That could easily be something too. You know, I just, Facebook is very touchy with me. I think that if you have two Facebook pages, you know, you have one for your personal life, which is why Facebook was originally created. It was a way for you to just keep up with your friends, you know, show, you know, how great you're doing. But then on the flip side, if you have a professional Facebook page, then that's the one you want to give to employers to show that this is what I do when I work. You know, look how successful I'm trying to be, you know, how successful I'm trying to become and, you know, show the positive attributes that you have going on. And now, what do you think about? Oh, oh ahead, Rob. I'm sorry, I was going to say the one benefit to having the Facebook exposure is that um, that everybody can access, which can be in your favor, as opposed to say LinkedIn, which you can only get a small part of it unless until you have actually connected in LinkedIn. And I guess that's the benefit too of having a professional Facebook side. Well, one of the benefits, too, of LinkedIn is that if you are not friends with the person, you can still see the main points about them, where the they were, right. their past experiences, and so on. Now, um, Christopher, let me ask you, where are your networking um sources coming from do you do you get these independently from the companies or are these coming through say monster or indeed or, or all of those sources well one of the things that we do is we reach out to different companies that are looking to hire veterans and we you know we talk with companies i have a whole sales team that goes out and finds jobs 
that, let's just say, for example, um, Home Depot is looking for. And what my site does is that they actually charge the companies themselves to post on our site. And in turn, that makes it free for all veterans to sign up on the site. No cost to them ever. All they need to do is have a resume and a login. Wow. And actually, yeah, I just tapped in myself, so I just was able to view some opportunities right here just by my city, the, just the uh, general. I didn't necessarily put in a, uh, a keyword for a job itself. I just put in my, my city, and I did get quite a few um, hits here. So it certainly does bring you up right very, very quickly. Well, and that's the great thing about it. We have it broken down so far that you can look at um, jobs by state, by whatever field you're looking to get into, or even by city. And when you do it by, you know, the, you know if you want to choose marketing, for example, if you go into the marketing side, it then breaks it down even further to say, you know, like marketing CEO, you know, mm -hmm. internet marketing specialist, social media, you know, online media. They break it down so far. And you can see exactly how many jobs are available in each section. Now, do you have a Facebook page um, that we can also let people know about, Christopher? Yes, I do. It's just under my name. It's Christopher Kearney, K-E-R-N-E-Y. And that is my professional one that's dedicated to military vet jobs and all the hard work I put in there. Wonderful. And we do want to make sure that people know militaryvetjobs.com is where what we're talking about, a great resource. Um, any, any quick, fast tips? We've got about a minute and a half before we go to break. The biggest thing I can say is, again, before, don't give up. Make sure you are hitting all your resources, your social media, your friends, your family. And if you meet someone online or you see somebody that looks interesting, Try to connect with them and talk to them first about other things besides jobs and then slowly build into jobs. And you'll find that you get a lot further. Networking, the almighty networking. That is the that seems to be <laughs> the trick in this day and age. Christopher Kearney, thank you very much for bringing this to our attention. We want everybody to visit you at Military Vets Jobs. Vet, excuse me, singularvetjobs.com. On the other side of the break, we have Nancy Kennedy coming. She has written a book, Miracles and Moments of Grace, which is a compilation of heartfelt and inspiring stories from our nation's military chaplains. This sounds so interesting, and um, I can only imagine that it would have been a hard decision to pare it down. I'm sure she had a wealth of uh, resources sending her things. We'll be meeting Nancy on the other side of the break on Military Mom Talk Radio. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Kirk Deswalt. 
and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry. Every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Craig Deswald is the creator of the Rockstar System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from their competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDuswalt.com, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Duswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Tugginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. I love it. Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen know it. Join these soul sisters on Tugginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. Showcases two sides. One, to help entrepreneurs showcase their products and tell their story of their happily ever after. And two, to interview people who have realized their own fairy tale and doing something to benefit others. This show is here to help folks who have an idea and want to get it off the ground, as well as to inspire people to make the world a better place by doing something extraordinary or out of the box to help others. Both of these entrepreneurs have their own businesses and websites. With more information on their passions and successes, first for Debbie, Fairy Tale. Wishesinc.com and for Diana, the next big zing.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true with the Soul Sisters, Debbie Glickman and Diana Cohen on Toginet.com. Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Help Sam, put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. And Robin, we've got some weird synergy going on. I think I need to get a lottery ticket. Lots of Boyds, you mean? <laughs> well, we've got Stephen Boyd in the chat. We've got Robin Boyd on the air and uh, Nancy B. Kennedy, our author of Miracles and Moments of Grace, Inspiring Stories from Military Chaplains. She is Nee Boyd, meaning her maiden name is Boyd. Yes, so, yes but that's we have... Like just where the craziness begins. We also have Michael Russer, who's originally from Rochester, New York, myself originally from the Rochester, New York area, and Nancy B. Kennedy also from the Rochester, New York area. So I'm thinking there might be something in the water that makes us really cool. I think so. And I have relatives in Rochester. Wow. Just yeah, you spend, know we just put I spent time in Rochester. <laughs> A good place to be. Rochester, New York. Or Rochester. We used to Rochester, New York. It's a great place to be. I guess it's a great place to be from because none of the three of us live there anymore. They used to uh, tease us about our accent and we t- teased them about theirs. So I've got to love Rochester. Rochester. Yeah, and my mom used to say milk, M E L K, and ha, oh. and frog, and log. <laughs> Oh, now, poor oh. Nancy's not going to want to come on. <laughs> no, nobody is. We're just, we're just, just a silly day today on Military Mom Talk Radio. Oh, we're so outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> 
Good callback, Rob. Good callback, Rob. <laughs> Nancy, inspiring stories from military chaplains. Got to ask you, where did you get that idea from? I, uh, uh, Sandra and Robin, I uh, got the idea. I'm just about the last person you would expect to write a book of military stories. I didn't know anyone in the military, didn't know anything about the military. Um, but a few years ago, my husband and I, uh, hosted a couple for dinner. It was a friend of mine from childhood uh, who I hadn't seen for many years, and he was an Air Force chaplain. So uh, that night at dinner, he told us this wonderful story about uh, God's miraculous provision for him during a deployment to Afghanistan. And just as an aside, he said, you know, Nancy, we military chaplains have hundreds of these stories. And that was kind of, you know, my aha moment. You know, I knew I wanted to tell these stories. And where did, so how do you begin something like this? Did you sit down with him and say, okay, if you've got so many stories, let's, let's begin or? Well, I wanted to, um, you know, I wanted to talk to a lot of people. I've submitted a couple of stories and had a couple of stories printed in chicken soup books. And so mm-hmm. I like the whole compilation. I like the very brief story with, that just gets right to the heart of the matter. Um, so I, I, right away I knew I wanted to talk to as many chaplains as possible. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was a lot easier than I thought it would be. As it turns out, every chaplain, every military chaplain has to be endorsed by a, a military endorsing agency that's sponsored by um, his or her denomination or faith. So I contacted the agencies. You know, you're talking about social media. Uh, I, I used all forms of social media. I contacted the agencies, asked whether they'd be willing to send out calls for story to their chaplains. Uh, I looked on Facebook. Um, I got referrals. Uh, one chaplain would share a story, and then he'd say, hey, you know, my buddy has a great story. You should talk to him. And so I would talk to the next one and on and on and kept going until I got 50. Wow. So a lot of these you probably never met in person. That's right. I did a lot of the interviewing by phone. If they were deployed, it was uh, by email. Um, a couple of folks could get to me by phone, even though they were in like England or Germany. Uh, yeah, it's my kind of my life goal to meet all of these chaplains in person sometime in my life. Yeah, yeah. It must have been um, heart wrenching for you to listen. Well, before I go into what this, what my question was there. Did you find it difficult to sort of get through their, um, I'm sure that there was a lot of privacy that surrounded some of their stories, but was it easy for them to start talking to you, or did you find that they were very guarded as to what they disclosed? Um, hmm. I guess there's two parts to that question. They were very willing to talk. I mean, military chaplains, they've all been pastors. Most of them at one point, they love to talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so they were happy to share their stories. I, of course, uh, took pains to um, not call anybody that they talk about by oh, their sure. real name. Mm-hmm. Uh, although the places that they are in, are, I don't think we had to mask any of that. Um, I did find out after writing the book that a lot of chaplains did uh, seek treatment for post-traumatic stress disorder. So some of the chaplains uh, talking about it helped, and for others, um, they were more reluctant, but they wanted to participate. 
can only imagine that it's a huge burden for any minister. They listen to the trials and tribulations of everybody that is in their care. And I've often even thought of that about my own minister in that uh, he has to sort of be the shoulder for all of us to bring our joy, to bring our sorrow, to bring our pain, our difficulties. And that's got to be difficult. And on top of that, being in a war situation has got to be exponential as far as the burden that they take. So that doesn't surprise me at all that they would have some kind of post-traumatic stress. But they take that burden on willingly. They uh, love what they do. Um, Most of them talked about their service in terms of, they called uh, the military chaplaincy a ministry of presence. Wherever the servicemen and women are, wherever the humanitarian missions are needed, you know, the chaplains are there. They go with them. They were there at 9-11. They're there for the roadside bombings. They're there in the helicopter crashes and the tsunamis. You know, they're getting their hands dirty. uh, And, uh, not you know, while they do provide, you know, uh, spiritual help in terms of... um, uh, church services in, in formal setters, settings. Most of their ministry is done in informal settings, just hanging around, talking, talking things out, like you say, talking out the tough issues. Uh, some of my chaplains helped uh, people with uh, life problems, like marital problems or alcoholism. Uh, even uh, one chaplain uh, talked to a commander about his uh, swearing problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, I'm sure, any habit is a habit that it has to be curtailed. It was oh, a habit that was good. It might have cost him his uh, promotion because it was offensive to uh, oh, gosh. particularly female service people. <laughs> <laughs> when you describe your book as being a compilation of inspiring stories, uh, inspiring couldn't always have happy endings. Um, I'm sure that, I'm sure that any, uh, person who has been there, done that, so to speak, can relate and therefore be the inspiration. Is Would you say that's true? That's very true. I was surprised that even in the most horrific events, uh, chaplains uh, could reflect on the event from their particular position of faith. And as a result, they have very nuanced ways of thinking about war and disaster, um, and I find that in a lot of these stories and in a lot of their conversations with me, they generally raise more questions than they answer. You know, oh why did I survive when the guy next to me didn't? You know, what does this horrible waste of human life mean? What am I mm-hmm. doing here? You know, they ask the most basic questions that we all ask. Mm. And there again, in such uh, extreme conditions, that just has to be a burden for these people, and thank goodness for these chaplains to be there. What has the response been from some of your readers? Well, you know, I guess I I just had a a serious lack of foresight. It just never occurred to me that readers would respond to my books. And yet I get lovely notes from servicemen and women and from their families. Um, I got a wonderful note from the Chief of Navy Chaplains, Rear Admiral Mark Tidd. Um, 
maybe perhaps the most moving uh, was a note that I got from a veteran. Uh, it was a man who said that the only stories that have touched him more than the stories in my book were stories about Jesus himself. Yeah, I'll just treasure that really? note forever. Yeah. Wow. Now, isn't that something? I Do you find that you're getting responses from military people or from chaplains themselves who are also saying, gee, I, I really can relate to this or... Or maybe you have part two coming. <laughs> oh, I wish. Oh, I would love it. I would love to return to this. Chaplains contact me. They're happy to, ha- you know, they're kind of, as you said, I think, before we even started, they're kind of overlooked in this equation. They're grateful that somebody wanted to tell their stories. So I get calls. I get contacted by them, uh, servicemen and women, veterans. What I really like is I get notes. Uh, from uh, family members, you know, it's great for them to see that their um, sons, their daughters, their husbands, their wives, they're being looked after, not only, you know, spiritually, emotionally, and even even in the most uh, physical of ways, chaplains, it seems like the chaplain's office is where you can just get about any goodie that you'd like. <laughs> People are always <laughs> sending chaplains boxes of stuff, and they're happy to share. Well, that's a beautiful thing. And as a as a military mom, I can only imagine that knowing that there is a chaplain for your son or daughter to turn to has got to be the biggest comfort of all. So um, we certainly salute all of the chaplains who have done so much for our military troops. Um, Nancy, I've got about two minutes before we're saying goodbye. Do you have a book on the way, another book of a different topic? Well, uh, another topic, but the same series. The series, as you mentioned, is called Miracles and Moments of Grace. Uh, The next book, the second book in the series, released last month, and it is a collection of 50 inspiring stories from doctors. Oh, wonderful. Uh, Same... Yeah, same title, Miracles and Moments of Grace. And then we're we're rolling with this series, and I'm working now on the third book, and that'll be a book of inspiring stories from moms. Oh, my gosh. Nancy, (laughs) we're going to have to come have you come back because you obviously have so much more that we want to make sure we share with everybody. Please go to Nancy B, as in Boyd, (laughs) Kennedy.com to find out more about Nancy's books, especially this one. Thank you, Nancy, for for coming on with us today. Next week, we want to invite everybody. Joyce Faulkner will be back with her Author's Corner from the Military Writers Society of America, and we'll have Lori Bell from the National Association of Military Moms and Spouses. Can't wait to chat with those ladies. They're always a pleasure. We thank Michael Russer, Chris Kearney, and Nancy Kennedy for being our guests today. Be sure to join us next week on Military Mom Talk Radio. Have a great week, everyone.